welcome back to Happy You're Here. My name is Haley. I'm your host, and I'm so happy that you are here. Oh my gosh, I am so happy to be back into this space that gives me so much creative thoughts flowing. I'm just really excited to be here, and I seriously can't thank you guys enough for just allowing me to grow. I think I just needed a couple months to kind of figure out what I wanted this podcast to become because sometimes it it felt a little bit repetitive. I didn't want to put out episodes that I were forced just to put out an episode. I really wanted it to be raw and authentic and I wanted it to be me. And so I had to take a couple months off just to try and understand what that meant to me, but I am back better than ever, and I'm so excited to be recording every week and talking to you guys about things that I'm passionate about and that I want to talk about. I just feel like I have so much to say because I took off for so long. I just feel like I have so many things, especially like reality TV tea that I want to bring my opinion on. Like I just feel like I have so much to talk about. So I'm really happy to feel that way again. And it took me a while, but I am just so happy to be here. And I hope that you're happy to be listening. And thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me. Um, so let's get into the two things that made me happy today. So the first thing was I actually have a morning routine created for myself now. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but I am not a routine kind of person. It is so difficult for me to just wake up and be like, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 this. Like I kind of just like waking up and doing whatever I want, which obviously there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think – I think for me, I just needed some structure because I would lay in my bed for like two hours on my phone after I wake up. And like, of course, I love being on my phone and scrolling through TikTok and like, it's not harmful to me, but I think it started to be when I wasn't taking care of myself and I would just scroll on my phone for hours in the morning. And so I was talking to my therapist about it. And, um, which is another update. I actually am going to a therapist, which I'll talk a little bit about later. Um, but I was telling her, you know, I really, I feel so guilty for doing this, like being on my phone right when I wake up, like it just doesn't feel like I should be doing it kind of feels icky. I don't know. And so I, um, and so she was like, well, what do you want it? What, what do you like to do in the morning? Like, what do you see your, Um, morning routine becoming. And so I told her, you know, I really used to enjoy journaling. Um, I don't do it as often as I'd like to. And I also sometimes don't really know what to write. And, but I, and I also like reading, but if I read too long or for too many hours at a time, I just get distracted and I don't even remember what I was reading. So I just want to be able to do something and be off my phone for at least 30 minutes after I wake up or maybe even an hour, but she told me to strive for at least 30 minutes. So um, I'll tell you my morning routine just in case you want to be inspired by a little minimal. I'm telling you, this is like the tiniest, tiniest morning routine. Like I'm sure there's people that have the craziest morning routines, but like for me, it's just not sustainable. And so I wanted to create one that is sustainable and I've been doing it for about two or three weeks now. And it is just so nice to wake up and have that alone time and do that for myself. It makes me feel happy. It makes me feel grounded. And 
it's just so nice. Um, so I wake up and then I stopped putting my phone on my bed because sometimes I would sleep with my phone next to me just in case something happened. I always had a fear something would happen in the middle of the night and someone would need to call me or things like that. So I always slept with it next to me, but I realized that that didn't help me sleep because I was just on my phone all the time and anytime it rang, I answered it right away, even if it was like not even something that I needed to attend to right away. So um, I do sleep obviously with my ringer on just in case, but I do sleep with it on the bedside table um, just so it's not as easy to reach. Um, so that kind of helped me a little bit. Um, so I wake up and I will never be a morning person. Like I think I've just learned to accept that. I really do enjoy a slow morning even if that's me waking up at 9.30 and not getting out of bed or not getting basically ready for the day until like 10 or 10.30, um, I just feel like it's great for my anxiety to just kind of take the morning slow and prep for the rest of the day. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love mornings when I have to wake up early for something or I have to do something in the morning. I do love those mornings, but then I end up getting tired at like 4 p.m., which is just not what I want to do. So, um, so yeah, so I wake up and then the first thing I do is kind of like, ha like sit up and have like a little bit of a stretch and just breathe a little bit because, you know, I did just wake up from sleeping for seven hours. So I like to give my body just a good stretch. And then I get out of bed and um, I make my bed right away. I'm not like a messy sleeper. Like I don't toss and turn a lot. So my bed is usually not as messy. So it only takes me like probably two minutes. And I've never been a bed maker ever in my life. I just would wake up and not make my bed and just leave it like that. But then I would want to crawl back into it. So now I make my bed and it is really changed the game. So if you're not making your bed, I highly recommend it. But I make my bed and then I go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, put my contacts in, have some water because I usually have water by my bedside at all times. Um, have some water and then I come back and I write in my journal and I read a couple pages of one of the books I'm reading whether that be like a fictional book or a book that has um, like some personal journey to it so right now I'm reading A Gentle Reminder by Bianca Sparacino and I got recommended this from my therapist and it is seriously one of the most amazing books I've ever read and let me read something to you guys to even try and help you understand like just how amazing I think this book is. Um, and I got it off Amazon and it was literally not even expensive. So I'm going to read you one. It is okay if you hide from the world. It is okay if you weren't as productive as you needed to be. It is okay if you let relationships slip or you let yourself slip. It's okay if you felt depressed or sad or anxious as you met your healing. It is okay. However you fought your bottle battles. <laughs> Whatever got you here today is valid. You had to do what you had to do. Congratulate yourself on having the courage to do it, even if it was not graceful, even if it could have been ex executed in a kinder way or a more tender way. Even if you see now that you could have done things differently, it is okay. Be gentle with yourself. You were learning and you still are. And that's just like something in that book to kind of give you guys like uh, overview of what it's about. It's not like a chapter reading book. It's just a book where it has a bunch of thoughts, a bunch of her thoughts 
um, over the years and it is really special. So that has really helped me discover a lot about myself and it's made me come to terms with a lot of things about myself that I'm really proud of and that I'm not so proud of. And I highly recommend just reading in the morning, whatever it is. It could be a couple sentences, a couple pages, whatever you think is good for yourself and is sustainable. The thing with a morning routine is I needed it to be sustainable and something I didn't feel was a chore. Um, like when I would try to do morning routines before, I would try and wake up at six in the morning and read and journal and clean my room and make myself breakfast and do all of these things. They just weren't sustainable. And when you put things in your life that are so unsustainable and you just have these huge, huge standards for every single day that you wake up or like that you go to bed, sometimes it could feel like a chore, at least for me, that in my experience, it really can feel like a chore. So I was just telling my therapist, I really wanted it to be something that I could look forward to and something that is just muscle memory for me over time. And that's really what it has become. And I'm so proud of myself for actually disciplining myself enough to go through with it. And it's not even disciplining myself because I do really truthfully enjoy it. So if you don't have a morning routine, just try baby steps. Try wake up in the morning and do one thing that you know you want to do every single morning, no matter if you have to go to work or what. Just do one thing that you think is beneficial to you to start the day off or if you want a morning routine or an afternoon routine, whatever kind of routine or structure you want to have, I highly recommend it. And also, you don't have to be so strict about it. If one day you just feel like laying in bed for an extra 30 minutes and going on your phone, do it. I You, you just have to listen to your body and that's really what my therapist tried to get through my head is to listen to myself, listen to how I'm feeling, how I'm reacting to these sort of routines and stuff like that. So yeah, that was one thing that made me happy today was just waking up and having a structured morning routine. And that's something I've been working towards. And I'm really proud of myself for doing that. And the second thing was I went to get to Starbucks because I got a gift card from one of the Facebook groups I'm in. And um, it was like a $10 one, which is so nice. I love driving to Starbucks in the morning, getting my coffee, coming back home, and doing whatever before I have to go to work. It is literally so amazing. It feels nice. I don't know. I just love going to get coffee. Of course, I can make it at home. It will save me money, but today I got it for free, essentially, because someone else gifted me that money to go buy it. So I really don't think there's any harm in doing something you love every single day. Just like I said about the morning routine, if you like to go get Starbucks every single day and you can budget for that and it doesn't bother you, go do it. I feel like I watch all these financial things about, oh, that latte is putting you into debt. But like, if you like something, don't take it away from you to save money. Like, I understand we all want to save money. We all want to be debt free. We want to have a lot of money in the bank in case of things. But if something brings you joy and you really love going to get Starbucks or you really love getting that one piece of clothing from a store or every time your clothing brand drops something, your favorite clothing brand drops something, you want to buy it, save for that and buy it. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing or buying things that you want and that you love, especially when you think about it and you get that you get that item and it brings you joy. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. 
I those were the two things that made me happy today. And also I'll add in a third. I have sunflowers that my boyfriend bought me, which was very nice. And I don't know if it's just me, but it is so difficult for me to keep flowers alive. Like I have been changing the water, trimming the stem of these flowers every single day since I got them, like three days ago. And they're still just slowly dying. So if anyone has any tips about flowers, what to do with them, just please let me know. Because I really try and keep them alive. Because I want to keep getting flowers and I want him to see that I'm taking care of them. But it is just, they just keep dying. And I'm like, is my water bad? Am I watering them too much? Am I putting too much water in them? So yeah, if you have any flower tips... Just, just let me know. But um, yeah, today's episode is just going to be a little life update um, about where I've been, about therapy, my new job, just where I've been mentally as well, and where I want to kind of take this podcast, even though I'm a no guidelines kind of gal. I could say something now and then it could change. So but yeah, I just want to update you guys on what you'll be expecting in the next few weeks, when I'll be uploading, the days, the times etc. So let's get into the episode. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about um, the last episode that we left off on, which was me being in a funk. And it is so crazy to listen back to that episode because I truly feel like I am like a whole different person, which might sound a little bit crazy because I know that you can't really change a lot in three months, or at least people think that. But in my experience, I felt like I have changed so much from just just the way that I carry myself and the way that I handle my emotions now. Um, it's like an internal like switch, I feel. And I'm really proud of that. And um, I have started going to therapy. I just felt like I really needed an outlet that can give me feedback and really help me with the things I'm struggling with, whether that be grief, anxiety, um, other people's opinions of me, other people's perceptions of me, not taking things so personal, etc. I just, I preached therapy for so long that I was like, okay, I should definitely, definitely get a therapist. So um, I went and found one. And when I tell you, it was my first, um, my first appointment. It was the most validating herd I've ever felt in such a long time. And I'm not saying because none of my family members or my friends know how to validate me, but when you're validated by someone who truthfully knows your emotions and truthfully and professionally understands them, it makes you feel a different type of herd. So when I was telling her, you know, about my life and I was telling her all these things. Um, I was talking about someone in my life and I was like, but that's just how they are. That's just how they are. I can't change them. And then she gave me a realization and I love therapy for this reason because I can talk and talk all day long, but no, I'm not truthfully going to realize things unless I really dig deep. But when I'm talking to her, she can help me realize all these things that I'm not really understanding um, surface level. So I was telling her about this person in my life and I was like, but that's just how they are. And they're, they're just not going to change, et cetera, et cetera. And she said, well, does anyone ever say that about you? And I was like, well, what do you mean by that? And she was saying how throughout my life, I've kind of just dealt with the people around me in this person not changing 
And she was like, do you think that they thought you weren't good enough to change for or do you think that they're just not going to change at all? And I didn't really know what to say, but and she was like, you have to worry so much about all these other people not changing and you have to be okay with their behavior and their hurtfulness towards you, but no one's going to be okay or no one's like, how do I say? She was saying something as like, no one expects me to just be that way because I'm always going to change if I hurt someone, but that other person is not going to change. And so it kind of gave me a realization that I needed that just because someone is the way that they are doesn't mean that I have to excuse their behavior because I feel like we're all responsible for how we we hurt people and we are going to hurt people and we're just humans and it's okay to hurt people, but this person just had a hard time understanding that and didn't want to change. And it's not my responsibility to make them change. And it's not my responsibility to help them realize that, hey, I really want to have this bond with you, but I can't do it if you're not going to change. That's their own responsibility. And I think therapy is just so amazing if you're really trying to figure out the friendships in your life, the relationships, the family relationships in your life, and the boundaries you should create and how you can stand up for yourself because you really want to be that advocate for yourself. So I wanted to be an advocate for myself and I also wanted to better myself for the people around me and for me. And so I felt that therapy was kind of a guidance that I could do that for. And yeah, so I'm really proud of myself for going to therapy and just really trying to better myself every single day. And I hope that one day you find the courage to ask for help because it doesn't make you weak. It makes you incredibly courageous and brave to realize, hey, maybe I can't handle this on my own. Or hey, maybe I need someone else to help me figure this out. And yeah, so I highly, highly, highly recommend therapy because it's helped me discover so much about myself to pick and choose my battles, to not take things so personal. I feel like I have always taken things personal and I've always made things, oh my gosh, that person doesn't like me because they did this. But maybe that person is just not a fuzzy person. Maybe they're just very surface level, which is a beautiful thing as well. Whatever you are, it's beautiful no matter what. And so I think I kind of have to learn, I kind of have had to learn Not everyone is going to love the same as you. Not everyone is going to have the same heart as you, but that doesn't make them any less valuable than me. And yeah, so highly recommend therapy 1,000 million percent. And if you can't afford it, there's definitely financial aid out there. I know BetterHelp has a lot of financial aid on there that they can help you with. I know some colleges give free counseling. I just highly recommend you look into it, see what your copay is, if your insurance is covering it etc. So that's an update about therapy. And also search for a therapist that you feel a connection with and that you feel like you can tell absolutely anything to. I know it can be a little bit difficult to open up to this complete stranger, but just know that that stranger wants to advocate for you and they want to be that person for you. So allow that for them and allow them to help you work through things in your life that you might need help with. So yeah, I highly, highly recommend therapy. Um, and yeah, so a little bit about where I'm at mentally right now in my life. Um, so I did get a new job. I was working at a hospital, but I kind of had to quit that job because it did 
um, trigger my grief a little bit, and which I never really expected. I kind of expected myself to be okay being there, which is totally fine. You know, I tried something and it didn't work out. Totally fine. I think we should normalize being in multiple jobs in like a span of two or three years because not everyone likes to stay at the same job for like five plus years. And I feel like I've had a lot of shame to myself of being like, Haley, just try it. Like, like, just try it. Like, don't be a quitter. But I feel like it's not really quitting if you're miserable somewhere. If you're miserable somewhere and it's making you sad and you're dreading going there every single day, every single week, every single month, I don't think that's something that you should be doing for yourself. And I don't think you should be sacrificing your mental health to make money. And I know that is a very hot take that people have that, you know, I feel like with hustle culture, like everyone wants to make money. Everyone wants to buy a house when they're 25 or by their 25. Everyone wants to graduate when they're 21, like all of this crazy stuff. But I have never been the hustle kind of person or like the work 50 plus hours a week to make money. Like it's just never been me probably because I grew up seeing a lot of my family be like that and they weren't happy growing up. And so I don't want to be that way and I want to have a fulfilling life while making money. And like, of course, I dream to be a millionaire one day. Like that would be incredible. But is that like my key to happiness? Absolutely not. Like I was watching um, the Dixie and Charlie show, Charlie D'Amelio on Hulu. And I know some people are going to skip this part, but they were talking about how they're, the paparazzi is just making them out to be this horrible person. They pick apart everything that they do. She was going to the gym and the paparazzi's like making comments about her body and all this stuff. And she's having a mental breakdown. And someone posted about it on TikTok. And like all of these comments were like, oh, like the privilege she has or, or, oh, must be so hard to dance and make millions. Like I feel like on TikTok, we all have the same opportunity to go as viral as Charlie or Dixie did. Like, TikTok is just such, the algorithm there is so, you can literally blow up at any moment. And so I feel like we all had that opportunity, but she was just a kid dancing in her room. You know, I'm not saying that she didn't ask for these quotations, but it's not something I feel like they were expecting. And so just because you're rich and you're famous and you have all this success at a young age doesn't mean it's not absolutely overwhelming for a person. Like, I feel like it's so hard for people to understand like that happiness isn't the or that money isn't the key to happiness because they see all these celebrities with this gigantic house. You know, everyone wants to buy a house. They see them with like five cars. Everyone wants five cars. Everyone likes the options. They see them with this financial, like financial stability that they don't have. And so it can kind of create resentment towards people of higher success. So you expect them not to have emotion and you expect them to just be happy because, you know, they have absolutely everything. But when you have everything, I feel like you kind of think, okay, well, what now? Like, I don't really have any, I already have money. I already have a house. I already have a family. I already have cars. I already have a degree. Like, what What the hell am I supposed to do now? So I feel like a lot of celebrities get stuck and they have like a crisis of like, who am I? Money doesn't define me. And so when we see these crises, I feel like these crises, <laughs> I feel like, society is like oh must be hard to be must be hard to be rich and famous but like I feel like these people have emotions and these people 
go through all of the emotions that a normal human being does, but it's just publicized on a screen, on the magazine, on Instagram for everyone to see. I can't even imagine growing up and having every single thing that I did be read in the headlines or on the news or on Instagram or on some TikTok drama page. I feel like it's it can be so demoralizing and like especially comments about bodies. Like body image is such a hard thing and the paparazzi and all the magazines just love to point that out about kids and about TikTokers and all these like 20-year-olds when they're just trying to figure their shit out. And so I don't know. That was a little tangent, but I do feel that I'm just not the hustle kind of person. And so it feels really difficult for me to just try and stay at a job that I'm miserable at. And I know that must be crazy for some people, but I don't like to be miserable to make money. So I had to quit um, this morning. Or not this morning. <laughs> I had to quit that, which was a little bit difficult. So, But now I'm at a waitressing job that I really do love. And it's so crazy because I never saw myself being good enough to be a server because I don't have any experience. And um, so, yeah, that was really crazy. But I'm really thankful that I have that position now. And I'm really enjoying it. And I'm making great money. And I'm not slaving away, but I am really truthfully enjoying it. So I'm really proud of myself for going to a job that I love now. <laughs> um, and yeah, mentally, I feel good. I feel like I have a clear headspace right now. Obviously, you know, I take it day by day. And this podcast has just helped me so much into becoming the person that I am. And I really want to upload every single week and try and push out these episodes that I'm passionate about and that I truthfully love and enjoy. And so you guys can expect that in the near future. And I'm going to be bringing some guests on, some new friends about different topics, maybe some of the same topics, just because it's really fun to get a bunch of different perspectives of different topics. And I am really happy that I get to be here with you all. And if you have anything you want me to talk about, go ahead and message me on my Instagram at Happy You're Here Podcast or my personal one at HaleyZorns13. And you can message me, leave me a comment, or you can email me at Happy You're Here Podcast at gmail.com and email me about any questions you'd like, any episodes you want to see, etc. So I miss you all so much, and I hope you know that I am looking forward to all the content I'm going to push out, and I really appreciate all of you so much for listening and supporting me no matter what. So thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy you were here. <laughs>